We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And we have breaking Dolphins news this morning. Right tackle Austin Jackson has agreed to terms on a three-year, $36 million contract extension. The max value at $39 million, including $20.7 million of that guaranteed. Joe, back to you. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll be talking uh, about this. Adam Beasley is going to join us from Pro Football Network. But uh, I want to start with this. And and look, it, it, it was something I need to do in person, but... Um, Chris Greer, the general manager um, for all those players that we weren't sure about or didn't get off to a great start that were first and second round picks and some of the other moves that he has made, whether Mike was involved or not, obviously Mike and Chris work really well and their departments work really well together um, to give us one of the most talented rosters in in football and Chris should get a lot of credit and I was wrong I I was wrong I was concerned that Chris was I, I, I know Chris can evaluate but I was worried that Chris get talked out of guys I, I I don't like that Chris would say if my coach doesn't like him I won't take him and I'm like no we should take him if you feel strongly you do it full-time coach doesn't do it full-time You've been doing this a lot longer than any coach. You've been in this organization a long time. And um, since Tannenbaum's been gone and other coaches that tried to strong arm him on on players, he's he's done a really good job. And I know a lot of Chris Greer, we get Chris Greer stuff, and he, he's killing us. Nobody talking about that. And Austin Jackson getting his – uh, becoming more productive and staying healthy. Last year was about health. Um, we tried him at guard, left guard. We tried him at left tackle, and it was just, just didn't work. And at right tackle, with the right coach and the right system, like so many guys on this team right now, uh, are playing better. And and by the way, speaking of that, Tua, it's almost a handoff. Austin Jackson and Tua Tungavailoa, the way it started. And the way it is right right now with his numbers and what he's been able to do as one of the top quarterbacks in the business. A couple years ago, we were all like, oh, my God, what did we do? And, again, right coach, right system, coming in to coach him up, give us confidence where we can see their physical ability. Now, they got to have talent. They're, this is not – I'm not doing the uh, Micah Parsons special here today, which we'll, we'll play for you in a second here. Um, so I was wrong. I, um, I was wrong. I was wrong on this thing, free agency, and and more importantly, the trades that were, were made, including the Tyree kill trade where we went out and spent a lot of money and he has been worth every dime on what we're paying him. And we use them like nobody else. Nobody runs more. 
nobody has been as productive. I mean, he's on record pace for production. Record pace in the league history for production. So um, I wanted to say that. And, I, and when I see him, I'll, I'll say it to him. You know, it's not always a warm, fuzzy relationship, but I, you know, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'm not saying it's perfect, but nobody's going to hit 100% on, on picks. I know the Iggy thing didn't work. Uh, the third first-round pick taken in that uh, in that draft. But I'll tell you what, one and two for a tackle on a shortage of offense alignment, and Austin Jackson has been really good. I don't know. I, I can't rank him because I don't know enough about the ranking system. But I do know the quarterbacks played at the highest level. He He's not taking a backseat to too many guys right now the way he's playing. So um, some good stuff. Some some real good stuff, and along with Mike, their chemistry working together, I think it makes it a lot easier because I don't think Mike has very much ego. I think Mike's really easy to work with. I think Mike wants to get the most out of guys. I think he loves the challenge. to, And we got a lot of guys, as I said to start the show this morning, a lot of guys playing um, at a really high level, at a really, really high level. Look, we're getting more out of Cedric Wilson. And people are ready to, you know, and and you go across the board. And the play of a lot of guys on that offensive line, including a lot of key backups, Kendall Lamb and Keon Smith looks like he can play. He's going to be around here for a while. And Eichenberg. And Eichenberg's the other guy. He's a high second-round pick. You moved up to get him. And, again, it didn't work at a couple of positions. The tackle position's just not his thing, even though he – Played his whole career basically at left tackle at Notre Dame. But he's shown in the last few games people going, hey, man, Eichenberg's playing by far his best football. Again, coaching, system, belief to get his confidence. Some nice stories. Some really, really nice stories across the board, man. It's it's nice to not have to come in here and blast everything that's being done like I feel like I've done for 20 years. When it's good, you got to say it's good. You do. And you've got a lot of good players. And I'm sure Mike's been involved in some of it, knowing guys and bringing in his his 49er running backs and some other guys that he's added. But it's working. It's uh, it's working so far. I love hearing you come around, man. That's that's cool. Well, you know, I mean, look at no, sit it's, here it's stick good, to your man. gun. You look like a what am I gonna sit here just a you know, some people do that. Some people have a tough time admitting when they were wrong. A lot of us were wrong about Chris Greer and, and the job that he's done. And, you know, look, man, that's, you know, pretty fair, right? He didn't look like it was going to go in a good direction for a no. long time. Nope. Then you bring in Mike McDaniel, and I think Mike McDaniel is probably the best thing they've they've done. They well, maybe bringing in Tyreek Hill, but. And I got to tell you, I think Chris is behind a lot of Mike McDaniel being here. I think Chris was had a big influence on that happening. So so if we're to get into all that stuff, and I know everybody's careful because, you know, you're talking about the owner who's involved in a lot of stuff, and you're talking about Tom Garfinkel, who does a great job as CEO of this whole thing, and, you know, a hot CEO in professional sports in general right now. But uh, I think Chris should get – I haven't said this for years, man. Waiting to see how this stuff's going to turn out. And, you know, especially since Tannenbaum's been gone, 
the VP of football operations, and you give him that title, he had a lot of power. I really think Chris Greer, and and again, you know, you got to get along with guys and all that stuff. I think there's been a lot of people have learned, and I've given Mike all the praise in the world, McDaniel, because I think he's the one that really brought everybody together. But he getting a lot out of Chris's guys, and got to have some talent. You just can't go and put a system and everybody gets really good. You got to have talent too, and you got to get guys doing what they do best. And they're doing it. So anyway, a lot of frustrating <laughs> stuff leading up to this, though, man. You talk about it. they they've had every certain type no. of coach. So Chris has been here. Have. So in the bigger picture, Chris has been here for the last twenty something years, and it's like Chris. I know it's not you directly, and you've been assistant GM, and you've had different things. But my God, the same people like we've had come through here, and the wrong coach, and then maybe the right GM, but the the wrong coach and then the the right coach and the wrong GM to get the players and well Flores was clearly <laughs> toxic and, and you could tell by the the culture of the organization with Flores here but do you credit Mike McDaniel does he get the most credit yes for changing the overall culture of the franchise because you can just tell him mean, you watch hard knocks you go around whatever it is you can tell that it, it's starting to change and it's been a lot of losing for a lot of years but it's starting to change so Mike came in at every level I say this because I do think clicks are not good for teams. I and they happen, and certain guys start turning on other guys, and it just it just starts to affect everything. It does, and I think Mike came, uh, Mike McDaniel came in, fresh start, no ego, wasn't afraid to keep coaches from Brian Flores, not afraid. Hey. Um, looked at everything, goes, oh, man, he can play. Oh, no, I, we liked him in San Francisco because I've heard Mike say this. Oh, no, we like that guy. And people never believed him. Like, oh, you're saying that because you want to – no, no, no. He can play, watch. And uh, so I think Mike McDaniel's been the breath of fresh air and a lot of it, a lot of this success goes with the system that he's put in. But I got to tell you, man, I think lack of ego – I think he's easy to work with. Um, you can go. He's authentic. He says stuff. He means it. And I just think it's uh, it's now in the front office. It's with the players. It's just everywhere. And uh, so they're all working together. It's the first time in a long time that this organization, everybody's going the right direction. That hadn't always been it. Always been the situation. We I, you couldn't even you, you felt it on the airplane for years. You get on the airplane going, oh God, how are we going to win this game when we got wives that can't get along on this flight? Oh my God, we got co- we got a GM and a head coach can't get along. How the hell are we supposed to win when they can't even talk together on the airplane, let alone communicate to put together a team? All right, we got to go to break. I get. We need to get you to the Super Bowl in Vegas, man, because you you are a. You're a damaged man. Woody, Woody, I promise you. are a beaten you. down man. Woody, you get me to Vegas. And what kind of celebration you get are we me talking, to, you man? You get me to we Vegas. We make it up there. You get me to Vegas. You get me a win. They'll never no, see no, me again. No, no, screw your win. Screw your, just, just to get to, let's get to Vegas. <laughs> I don't what want What kind those. of party are we talking? I'm thinking we get up there Monday, right? Oh, we're going to party. Start the week. And are I will, we going to get after it? And I will pick up your tab on that one. We're running on it. We're recording this. I just want you to know that. Of course, I said that to my daughter the other day, too. You know what? Can I go back on that? Because she's like, you know, you said if this thing goes well, I'm in on the trip. Damn, why did Everyone's you say that? coming, bro. 
All right. Hey, listen, we got a lot of stuff to get to here this morning, and uh, we'll talk to Adam Beasley from Pro Football. Now we'll get Beasley's take. He's there every day, and he's uh, he's he's over there and sees everything. He's very familiar with this organization like nobody's business. We'll talk to him about everything coming up. Chris Greer, Mike McDaniel, Austin Jackson, and the last five games coming up. All right. Right now, though, I want to talk to you about something that's very serious. E.D., Erectile dysfunction, man. You know, it's the holiday season, a time of love and joy. Well, I want you to be able to love and joy your partner. If you suffer from erectile dysfunction, the season can be a tough one on you, especially the weekends when you're apologizing. going, It happened again. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong. You got ED, and it happens as you get older. But uh, I want you to get it back. I want you to get ED taken care of and restore that relationship. That physical relationship, I want you to get it back feeling good so you don't have to apologize and start to lose your confidence and self-esteem and all the things that happen. Oh, man, it's terrible. Frustrating. I, I, I can just zillion different words. But I do know this, man. You're going to get great results when you go there. Everything's private, and you're meeting with really smart people with six locations throughout South Florida for you to have a wonderful experience. Schedule a consultation with Landing Men's Clinic today, please. Your initial visit includes a medical consultation with a Florida licensed medical provider, a T and a PSA test, and if medically advised, a test dose. Bottom line is the staff is really good, and uh, they're going to help you get it back. They're going to help you get that, that sex drive back, and it's going to work, and it's going to work like it used to for you, and you're going to start to feel really good in this holiday season is going to be really fun. Just because you're getting older. And by the way, it happens to men in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. So don't feel like you're alone. It happens. Call them today, 877-455-7300. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Or visit AtlanticMensClinic.com. It is time to head out to the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline Shop. Hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. All right, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Adam Beasley from Pro Football Network joins us this morning. Bees, how you doing? Good morning, good morning. I'm telling you who's having a great day this morning is Austin Jackson. Yeah, I, uh, I knew they were working on an extension, um, but... Uh, you surprised they were able to get it done three year thirty six million uh twenty something guaranteed. What were your thoughts? Were you surprised at all? 
Yeah, I mean, this is kind of a win-win. I went back and looked because uh, we made a big deal back in April, whenever, April or May, whenever it was, decided that they would not pick up his fifth-year option. And I went back and looked at what that number was, and it was $14.2 million uh, fully guaranteed for one year in 2024. Um, the, the Dolphins kind of got a win here a bit. I mean, they, 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 they knew pretty quickly this season, I think, that Austin Jackson was a much-improved player. The only question wasn't this question wasn't skill at this point. It was whether or not he was durable enough to hang in there, uh, and he's been great. He's been the only offensive lineman uh, to start all twelve games. He's I think he's gotten like ninety nine percent of their offensive snaps. Has only come off uh, in blowouts, um, and, and also uh, when he was ejected a couple oh, weeks that's ago. Right. All right, yeah, there was that too. Uh, but beyond that, uh, he's been. Um, He's been rock solid, and uh, the Dolphins were able to lock him down not just for 24, which is what the fifth-year option would have done. Of course, they, they could have extended him in addition to that, but they've got him beyond 24 at a lower AAV, and they're getting him, I think, for number 12 right tackle money, which seems right, right? I mean, that's that, that's uh, if nothing, that's really good value for Miami on a long-term contract. So um, it's a win, and, Joe, what it does is it, it gives them a head start on, on 2024, uh, I know we're all in the moment, and and it's about winning the Super Bowl this year for this organization. Um, but and the team really had some issues on offensive line beyond this year. The only starter they had locked up uh, was Teron Armstead in 2024, who obviously uh, unclear if he'll even want to play next year with what he's dealt with injury-wise this year. Uh, they've got Liam Eikenberg under contract, who's been an ascendant player as well. Uh, and now they have Austin Jackson. So the cover does not bear, but they still have work to do. So I got to ask you, because it's really interesting, the improvement of Liam Eikenberg, who the light finally goes off. Uh, we look at Austin Jackson. It didn't work at left tackle for either one of them. Um, and in, in the case of Liam Eikenberg, they, they tried both tackle positions where he played his whole career at Notre Dame. How, how do you explain? Is it the system? Is it the coach? Why all of a sudden we've got so many guys for the first time that since I can remember we've got so many offensive linemen playing well. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of factors. Uh, health certainly for Jackson has been a big part of it. Um, for for Liam, I mean, year three is oftentimes <clears throat> when the light comes on for some of these offensive linemen. Uh, I know the biggest jump for most positions is between years one and two. Uh, but they, they sometimes take a minute. And certainly Jackson, I mean, I, I think he's still only 24 years old. Yeah, he's I don't a think young he's guy. You're right. Yeah, so, I mean, th- these are young guys that needed developing, um, have had some injury luck this year for them. And there's I, I, the elephant in the room is there's a coaching change, right? They, they got rid of Matt Applebaum, and they brought in Butch Berry. And Berry, for all the, you know, the, the, the slings and arrows he took in Denver, has been fantastic. He might have, he might be their best you know, assistant right now, which is saying something because that, that that coaching staff is fantastic on offense and defense, and he might be the best. So um, I think it's a combination of all those things, and you know, having a quarterback that gets the ball out in under two seconds all the times helps too, right? Your your metrics are going to be really good uh, when, when defensive ends can't even get out of their stance and the ball is out. So uh, I, I think they have a good meld right now of the talent. Uh, the, the, the you know, not just the talent, but the improvement of that talent and a scheme that kind of covers up deficiencies in the offensive line. The other thing that's impressed me here recently with a couple of uh, injuries to a couple of defensive players has been, I don't think anybody's surprised by Van Ginkle, but uh, I, di- I did want to bring up Duke Riley. Like, Duke Riley stepped in. 
I think Duke Riley's really good, and he's been waiting for this opportunity. He can run. Uh, and then the other guy's Eichenberg, being able to step in. I mean, he got he got the start at left guard for a reason the other day. And uh, so some of the key backups that you're really counting on have played really well. Ogba's another guy. Nice power bull rush the other night for a sack. Um, I thought maybe this team's a little deeper than we thought, and I know some of it's going to go back to coaching, but what's been your take on some of the backups? Yeah, no, going into the year, if you would have told me I would, you, the Dolphins would have gotten like five games out of Armstead, five or six or whatever it is, games out of Armstead, and um, you know have had injuries up and down the offensive line, uh, would have had Jalen Ramsey for half the season, although it would be about two-thirds of the season when you get to the end of the year. Um, you know, all, all these injuries that they've had, uh, lose uh, Jalen Phillips, all, all these things, um, and they'd be getting better at this point of the year. I was like, you're nuts, man. I mean, they, this is such a top-heavy team. All their money is in, like, ten guys. Uh, it's not going to work. Uh, proven wrong, right? I mean, they've, they've built a very deep roster with guys that can do a job. Now, certainly I think there will be at some point a drop-off to Duke from Jerome, but if you can get them through maybe the next two, three weeks, Certainly, they're not going to rush Baker back. They, the, the, the objective for him is to get him back for the playoffs at full strength. Um, but the next two weeks, I mean, not to you know check wins in the, you know on the yeah. ledger, but those are wins. Right? They're, they're going to beat the Titans. They're going to beat the Jets. Those are two of the worst teams in football. Um, the Jets' defense is really, really – I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, the Titans' defense is really, really bad against the pass. So I think you're going to see two have a big day, a day this weekend. Um, but, you know, it's a testament to the roster – uh, building that they've done here in Miami, I mean their 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 cash against the cap is huge this year. I think they're, I think they're almost like a, like a quarter billion dollars plus maybe even uh, in in how much cash they've spent this year, and that number will go up now with this Jackson contract extension. But it's um, it's paying off. Like these guys that are you need to show up, the Liam Eikenbergs of the world you're talking about have shown up, and and it's a big reason why they're good. That's right. I was doing. It was funny. I was just talking to the Ross family. Uh, Stephen Ross's family about this like we have spent a lot of money man it's nice to see that it's finally starting to pay off after the amount of money he's put into yeah. signing bonuses and redoing contracts to free up more money I mean it, it is expensive and, and by the way you know some of these owners wouldn't be like yeah it's a lot no 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 let's uh let's work something else out here but uh, he has been well great. yeah not only that Joe but this family has spent a ton of money before this year and not seen very good results for it I mean yeah, yeah they made the playoffs last year certainly but before McDaniel I mean the, the, this is their back-to-back the first time they've gone to back-to-back playoffs since what the early 2000s um, it's been a lot a lot of like like billions upon billions of dollars between the purchase of the team, the, uh, you know, refurbishment of the stadium, all the work they've done around the stadium, and then on these contracts, all these coaches they paid, you know, coaches they fired they paid, uh, and now McDaniel and his staff. I mean, uh, you're talking uh, maybe 4 5 $6 billion in total that they paid, they spent to get to this point. Uh, and it's nice for, as you said, that family who has made that, that commitment to, to have to pay off. Let me ask you, Bills are uh, – this is kind of away from the team a little bit, still kind of connected here. Bills at Chiefs. So, so if you were to root as a Dolphins fan, are you more about getting the Bills completely knocked out of this, or would you like to see the Bills go in there and knock the Chiefs back uh, a little bit by another game if you can take care of the Titans game? What would be your take? Here's what's crazy. At this point, if I were a Dolphins fan, I would rather face the Chiefs and the Bills in the playoffs. 
I would, because I think the Chiefs are in trouble. And I don't think there's a fix to what they what's wrong with them on offense. They could get marginally better, but what you see is largely what you get. And I think, you know, they absolutely feel like they let one get away in Germany against that team. I think this is a better team now than they were then, uh, whatever that was, a month, month and a half ago. Uh, I'm a little worried about the Buffalo Bills, uh, Joe Rose. Uh, You look at their advanced stats, they lose games not because they're not a good team. They lose teams because they're a knucklehead team. That they just, usually they're quarterback, but, you know, someone makes a dumb play or a penalty or something to lose them games. You're right. but the games that they've won, like the game against the Miami Dolphins, they look fantastic. Now, I know they've since had injuries uh, on defense than that first meeting with Miami, but the offense is still really, really good when it wants to be. Uh, and that would be a team that would worry me. I, you know, honestly, Buffalo and Baltimore are the only two teams I'd be concerned about as the Dolphins fan in the playoffs. I think every other team they match up very well against. Um, how'd you read into the signing of uh, Justin Ellis, the big defensive tackle? Is somebody banged up a little bit, or they just feel like they needed more run support? How do you read into that one? Yeah, I mean, does, is he taking snaps away from hand? I mean, that would be the logical, like, like that's... That's a big man he, now. Justin Ellis is a big, big man. Like, all right, you want to do that uh, quarterback sneak? Come on, big fellas, here we go. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know a ton about the guy. We'll learn more today. But, um, you know, c- certainly they, he, he gives them another one of those bodies. They, haven't, they don't have too many D-tackles they rely on, right? I mean, they pretty much largely play three guys. Maybe they're worried about, hey, is there some wear down at some point with one of, some of these dudes? Um, I mean, are, are they looking to spell Raekwon Davis a bit? I, I, I don't know. We'll get more context this week. Um, but yeah, no. It's, if you're if you get a chance to add a player like that at this stage of the season for what I'm sure was a very very cheap number, you you, you, you take the opportunity. All right, I know you guys have beaten this up uh, in the media. I did want to ask you though uh, because it's incredible that a wide receiver's never won the MVP award. We've had running backs win it, mostly quarterbacks. A few other positions have won it through the years. If Tyreek does go for, say, 2,100 yards and goes for 17, 18 touchdowns, which could happen, by the way, if not more, could you see him finally getting that award, or would it most likely go to Tua even at that point because he's obviously thrown a lot of touchdowns then? Yeah, I mean, to be frank, it would probably go to neither of them, and that's the sad reality because they'd split each other's votes. Um, you would you would have so you would probably have in that scenario one of the lowest and unless one of these quarters goes abs- quarterbacks goes absolutely nuclear for the last month and a half month of the season right yeah. if somebody goes you know has fifteen touchdowns between fifteen more touchdowns between now and the end of the season or even twenty um, that that could change the dynamic uh, but I, I'm of the opinion that Tyreek is having an historic year and he is uh, maybe pound for pound the best player in the National Football League. Um, certainly uh, the most dynamic, but I would say this. Um, there's a reason he's having this level of protection with this team and with his quarterback, and it's because it's the perfect combination of Tua and Tyreek. And I think you saw a little bit in Hard Knocks. You, you had McDaniel kind of hint at it uh, when he talked to us on Tuesday. You can't have one without the other. I agree. Like, you, you I would totally not agree have with the, you. I'm with you, man. Yep. This is the this is the perfect combination of of, of two players who who complement each other so very 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 well, and yeah, Tyreek's numbers are phenomenal, but you also look at Tua's 
pretty solid when Tyreek's been off the field, too. It's not like the offense, I mean, you see what happened to Brock Purdy, and the argument against Brock Purdy for MVP is, you know, he loses Debo and the offense goes in the toilet. When we haven't seen that over an extended period of time, but there are a lot of snaps that Tyreek's been off the field, whether he's a little banged up, he's getting an IV, or just getting getting a blow. So um, it would, yeah. to me, my vote is still going to be Tua for the MVP uh, at the end of the season okay. if he finishes because there, there's it's a chance that he breaks Danny's passing yards record this year. Like that could happen um, if he if Tua had five interceptions instead of ten, he would be the runaway candidate right now for MVP. I think. Yeah. So uh, if he can play like he did last week, finish the season. Say he was yet he's at twenty four and ten now. I think touchdowns, interceptions. I yes. believe that's what it is. Yep. If he can get to to, to forty and fifteen, maybe, then you're really like, hey, that's, yeah, yeah. If, if if some of those touchdowns go to Tyreek, a lot of them go to Tyreek, obviously. Great. That's what offensive player of the year is created for. And a, and a Tua MVP and a Tyreek offensive player of the year would be my, that vote. Assuming the Dolphins finish, what are they now? They're they're eight and three, nine and three. They're nine and three now. Say they finish thirteen and four. They get the one seed in the AFC, the one or two seed in the AFC. You know, and Tua finishes with forty touchdowns and and and, and fifteen picks. It's five thousand yards. That's a pretty compelling case for MVP for me. Yeah, but we're seeing stuff from Tyreek that we've never seen. And by the way, the greatest decoy also, not only the the best receiver in football with these numbers and these explosive plays down the field, but half the defense when he goes in motion, you see the whole secondary shifting. Like <laughs> you know, it's it's just crazy. Hey, by the way, before you go, I don't know if you heard this or not. Micah Parsons, he just couldn't help himself for the Cowboys on his podcast. Here it is. I truly believe I could be Tyreek Hill's quarterback. Yeah. I could throw it up to Tyreek Hill. I could throw a screen pass to Debo. There you are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he's uh, getting ready. And by the way, there's a good chance he is going to play against the Dolphins in a couple weeks. But he's also – the 49ers and Cowboys could see each other in the NFC, one of the games. Yeah. Look, Why? Uh, I'm Why all about, say not, it, to, your, yeah. to your point, not putting that in the universe before you have to play a team. Uh, and, and also, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. What, what Tua does, uh, yes, it, Tyreek does get open a lot deep. Uh, but you know what also Tua does? He throws into coverage and and, 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 and tight windows and, 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 and leads players in a way that those yards after a catch, which people yeah. knock like Brock Purdy for, there's a reason. It's not just, you know, they're basically handing the ball off to Debo and he's running. No, he's getting the ball in stride a lot of times, and he's able to get these these yards after catch because of the scheme and because of the quarterback. So um, absurd engagement. That's what he's engagement farming. That's what he's trying to do. Look at me. Hey, I'm, you know, I'm, you know that, that's his brand, right? That's who he is. Uh, yeah, we'll see in a couple of weeks. You better back it up, though, man. You open your mouth like that. It's fine if you can back it up and you go out and get yourself two or three sacks and shut down that offense. But if you don't, you look like a complete ass clown. You you really do, man. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Hey, uh, B, thanks, man. We stay a little bit longer. We had so much to get to. I really appreciate it, man. Take care. Happy to do it. All right. Adam Beasley from Pro Football Network joining us this morning. Man, I had a lot of stuff I couldn't even get to. But I can't get to this. Air around the clock, air conditioning and plumbing. 35 years in the business. Congratulations, guys. Boy, I'll tell you what. Eric's on a mission. We lost Big Daddy Lenny, but things aren't changing. Still family-owned and working harder than ever. Trained and certified technicians. 135 trucks on the road seven days a week. And also licensed, experienced plumbers, man. 
Same deal. Started just a few years ago, but those experienced plumbers, any kind of plumbing problem inside or outside, I said inside or outside because I've had it both, come out quickly. By the way, need a new water heater? I did. They came out quickly and got me a new one. Same day installation. Air conditioning unit needed one. Hey, Joe, we got to come in this afternoon. I go, what? Wow. I go, oh, you got them in a warehouse. Oh, you got hundreds and hundreds of them. All different size air conditioning units and water heaters. Oh, you are the water heater kings of South Florida. I didn't realize that, man. Same day installation. That's the goal every day. Financing plans to help you out. If you have any kind of plumbing problems, I'll give you a number, man. Part of the family when she answers. 855-PLUMBER. 855-PLUMBER. Any kind of plumbing problem, you're going to find out. Really good people. Can give you great service and take care of all your plumbing problems at Air Around the Clock Air Conditioning and Plumbing. All right, welcome back and a good morning to everybody. Good win last night for the Panthers. Real good win for the Heat as well. Shorthanded uh, again last night, but not a problem. Not a problem at all. Bam, Tyler, and Highsmith all out. And uh, you get picked up by Caleb Martin, 24 and 12. Nice double double for him, kind of taking over for Bam there. Duncan Robinson, man, um, 21 points on the night, and he is uh, having his best season points wise per game of his career right now. And obviously, with these injuries, getting a lot of starts. And Orlando Robinson, I have not heard that name, I think, since preseason. 15 and 12 last night for him off the bench. 15 and 12 for Orlando Robinson. Um, I, I, I've been trying not to say culture so much because everybody uses culture, right? It's, it's the most abused word in sports right now is culture. But I got to tell you, man, they just reload with guys. This team might, when everybody's healthy, this team might, have as much depth, if not more, than last year from uh, from everything. So get a nice uh, nice win last night, and uh, Reinhardt scores again for the Panthers in their 5-4 win. He's got 17. He had a couple of an assist last night. Evan Rodriguez, two goals, two assists. Verhage had another goal last night. So uh, a lot of a uh, lot of good things going on. Snapped a little home losing streak. Got Pittsburgh tomorrow. Um, they just seem. They seem pretty confident. They whatever happened last year was a break. I, I feel the same way at the Heat too. The Heat aren't like sitting around going, "Oh man, we lost out." With Boston got one of the good guys we wanted, and Milwaukee got. I just think they're like, "Now, let's see how they act once we come around to the playoffs. We'll see." Like we beat them both last year. We'll we'll do it again. We're gonna watch them shrink a little bit when we get in there, like they did last year, which nobody in the NBA wants to talk about. It's always about. You know, look at them, how their numbers are averaging, and then they get to the playoffs and defense picks up. And we saw some of the greatest disappearing acts ever from Tatum and Brown last year. Unbelievable disappearing acts from both those guys. Defense picked up. They lost a little confidence in their shooting. And the next thing you know, you're in really good shape and and taking care of business. So, uh and it's a crazy month, man. Uh, we're going to have uh, Eric Palms join us, CEO of the Orange Bowl, coming up here in this uh, 9 o'clock hour. It, it's a crazy, crazy time. Bowl game's crazy. Hell, you don't know who's playing. The transfer portal, 
Um, by the way, a couple guys walked into Coach Cristobal's office and said, "Hey, uh, we're turning pro, so we won't be. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna skip the game. Obviously, you're gonna see that. You're gonna start to see that from probably if you're not in the championship round, uh, and you're not one of those four teams that made it to the championship, you're you're probably probably not gonna play if you're a top 100 player." If you go in the first three rounds, remember it used to be the first round, then it was kind of like, well, second round. Now if you're in the top three rounds, if you're a top 100 player, I think a lot of guys are going, you know, I'm going to skip this game and start working out. I got to train. My agent's got a trainer all set up. I'm going to start working on my 40 and my ball skills and my weight and eating right and uh, and all those things. So then you got, so you got underclassmen turning pro. You got the transfer portal both in and out. By the way, if you're not coming back next year, you're sure in the hell not going to play in this game. Unless you're a quarterback and you got a chance to start. I don't know what Brown's going to do. Is Jakari Brown's going to come back and, and play after after this game? Um, I know it's a great opportunity for him if a lot of those guys are going to play. And uh, I'm really curious to see for Eric Palm's game coming up. It's a really good game. I mean, it is right underneath. It's five and six in the championship playoff series. They they were the next two teams up. One loss between them. I'm wondering, Woody, what do you think? Any of those guys? Not. And by the way, some of the guys. I, I'm guessing even the guys going to transfer probably will wait before they transfer on that game to to play in that for the Orange Bowl. Yeah, I. I mm. But but it's all new. No, no. I'm I'm, I don't I'm know, with man. you. I, I don't want to like you know put a cloud over the game or anything, but not. I, I think it's what, what happened at FSU is still so unfortunate. They, their fans are not not thrilled. Now, with that being said, I had a couple of buddies who have come around and they put their request in for Orange Bowl tickets. You know, the team's coming down here. They still want to go out there and support their team. But that's the biggest, one of the biggest screw jobs we've ever seen in the history of sports as far as I'm concerned. Well, the thing I feel bad for, you're 13-0. and 0. If you're 13-0, and 0, you're a lot more than just a quarterback. You've got a really good team, and you saw that against. By the way, with the third string quarterback, they went out and won that with. A, they won that game with a running game and a really good defense. Yeah, this story's garbage for so many reasons, and like I, I feel. But it's over, worse. man. I don't want to. Well, wanna get is it over though, Joe? Thing. Because we got lawsuits coming. But uh, <laughs> yeah, why? But why? Why is our governor wasting a million bucks? But here's on that? here's well, the other what, thing. It's like, doing? come on. I, I don't. Know. Well, they you know, whatever, right? Um. I think it's unfortunate. You know, look at Jordan Travis has to go on Twitter and apologize because he didn't he, have to like, apologize. He had a great season. But it fe- I know, but it probably to him feels like. Well, it's you got injured. You got to apologize. No, but it, we're he not going because you got like, hurt. He probably feels like it's his fault, and the, basically the committee has said as much. Right, this this ESPN committee that only puts games on you know the, in teams in the playoff that they think people will want to see and that are competitive, and you know they base it on. I don't know what they base it on because this whole best team thing is some of the biggest bull crap I've ever heard. So here's what they did. Ah, oh, no, I'm doing this again. I I, I feel you like you can do I've it again. It's look, it's a, it's a it's a big. They screw walked job, out man. and they asked all the committee members. You have to ask yourself: Does Florida State, without their starting quarterback, have a chance to win this 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 four team championship? So stupid. And have everybody came back and went no. Alabama's got a better chance. Texas has a better chance. So they they moved ahead of them, even though they're undefeated. 
I don't want to hear, by the way, about the Canes that got screwed in 2000 or whatever, 20-something years ago. Like, you know, get get over that. This is a new new deal here. And then someone said you forgot about UCF going undefeated in 2017. That's a Mickey Mouse college. This is not like we're not discussing that right now. We're discussing was a UCF team that went, in a Power Five conference no, when that I didn't no, think they, so. They yeah, weren't. They, they were in like they, Conference they USA or the Sun Belt or something. They can't jump in this. Even Another though, guy says FSU without Travis is not top four, and that's all that matters. They won their games, man. That's all that matters. They won their games, and to penalize a team because one guy got hurt is insane. Don't use it. By the way, we got to stop using the professional playoff system because yes, if you win and and like Tua got hurt and the rest away, and you were still good enough to win the AFC East. No, they still replaced them with the Bills because Josh Allen's more fun to watch than, no, they're, they're than whoever the that. Dolphins will play it back up. We got 9 o'clock hour coming up. We got uh, Eric Palm, CEO of the uh, Orange Bowl. We'll, we'll talk to him. I don't know how Eric's going to handle this whole thing. Uh, well, I'm guessing they're very excited. I think the tickets are selling. I think they're pretty expensive from, from what I've heard. So I, I think they're probably pretty excited about it. Plus, we got big basketball games coming up this weekend, man. Orange Bowl basketball classic. You know what? Do anything I got invited for you? to come out there. Yeah, I like watching, it's, and it's up by the house. You know, it's playing in the first game. Well, it must be the way you're acting. It must be South Florida. It is. The Bulls are playing. Boy, the, do they stink. No, are they good in basketball? Terrible. Really? Well, why bad. are you doing that? You're screwing up the game. Say they're good. Well, here's they're the thing. okay. They, they're getting better. They Say just something got blown good. out. They just got blown out by Hofstra, but uh, we're expecting a bounce back. What's the other game? Florida and Richmond. We're taking a, um, a bunch of the buddies I'm going with. Our, we got Florida State guys and we got uh, Gator guys. So Can we're going to do a, uh, a bull spider parlay. Well, Orange Bowl's That's do- what we're going to do. Orange Bowl's doing something else that I'm really excited about. Your tennis thing? They're out to tennis. Yeah, we know. And I was out there all day yesterday. All they right. They should do a pickleball tournament. They ever consider that? Why don't you just stop talking, seriously, so we can go to break here. Pickleball. Pickleball. Why don't you go play pickleball? Hey, right now, I want to tell you about your South Florida Chevy dealers. Go from pickleball to talking about Chevy, man. Suburbans, Tahoes, the Traverse, Trailblazer, Equinox, Blazer. I just hit you with a big part of our SUV family, starting with the big boys, Suburbans and Tahoes, and that brand-new sporty look, and they've added more space. The midsize SUV, that Traverse, boy, it's got a lot of room for midsize. And then the Trailblazer, Equinox, and the Blazer are smaller SUVs, but so much style and substance for you to really enjoy it. Or one of the kids do enjoy it. The Trailblazer, we love, just like the Tahoe. Silverado trucks, man. I want to talk about our strong, durable, big-selling Silverado trucks, man. And uh, whether it's a full-time working truck or you need the family truck because you got the kids you still need to get around, well, there's nothing like a Silverado truck. Newer use. Style and color you're looking for, we got it all, man. During this holiday season, you're starting to look around. Spend some time at your South Florida Chevy dealer. You're going to be blown away. If you haven't been to Chevy for a while, when you see the new looks and the space and the style that they have, uh, unbelievable showrooms, great service departments, and really convenient locations all over South Florida. Dave Broward, even Monroe County. Uh, I will just tell you this, not that everybody has a lot of them, but that new Corvette is by itself. It's the champion of, of Corvettes. Nothing against the old one. They've never made an ugly one. But this new Corvette is ridiculous. Your South Florida Chevy dealers, take a test drive. Spend some time. You'll fall in love today.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.